When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else and welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell in the, the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, haunted dolls, uh, questionably haunted dolls, haunted <laughs> dogs, haunted pogs, haunted <laughs> falls, like you fall down because of a ghost, mm-hmm. um, and lies told to you by cousins who were later forced to apologize through tears. <laughs> wow, haunted pogs. If you have any haunted pog story, write in. I feel like they all had sort of three-dimensional spiders on them, like the Slammer guys. Yeah, I do feel like 95% of pogs had a horror element. Yeah. You know? It wasn't full garbage pale kids, like, we're, we're being nasty, mm-hmm. but it was scary. It was close. I also think that once the tide of um, tarot coming back is sort of at its height, we will then have a return of pogs, is my guess. I'll- I'll never forget. I had a pog that I, that did kind of cast a dark pall over everything because I didn't know what it meant. And I didn't know what the reference was. It was a picture of a sandwich, oh. and on the sandwich it said "talk." <gasps> oh, and I was like, "What is this?" I think I got it from like um, like Eggo Waffle Box. It was like free pogs, and it just it <laughs> felt like it had been. It felt like a kind of Manchurian candidate sort of thing. Talk <laughs> sandwich. Like, if you see talk on a sandwich, you know, it, it activates you. Right, right. And then you pie Newt Gingrich in the face. Yeah. Did you know why um, it said talk sandwich? I have no idea. It, And I think it's like, I think I assumed as a kid that one day it would make sense to me and it still doesn't. And I don't, was talk sand, was, I know there was like talk soup. Was there a talk sandwich? Oh, that could, that could maybe work like um timeline wise. Yeah, yeah, it was 1995, I would guess, 96. Yeah, we like that. Anyway, um, it's a anyway, Scary Stories podcast. It's two very scared people who are not like ghost experts. So if you're looking for a ghost hunting podcast or like a, uh, you know, like a folklorian expert podcast, it's primarily a comedy podcast with two good friends who've been friends for 13 years, soon to be 14. Very soon. But who's counting? <laughs> and uh and yeah we get chatty we get we get scared that two two of our major default states of being really <laughs> that's true um <laughs> andrew have you seen any ghosts this week oh i haven't seen any ghosts this week i don't think um a ups guy came by he might have been a ghost but i was on the other side of the door and he was on the other side of the door and i said thank you and he said hey. <laughs> so that that could be ghosty he was reenacting his own death where he <laughs> he saw, I don't know, a weird lizard? 
How about you, Anna? Any ghost sightings? I haven't. I saw a reflection of Ladybird. Um, we got a new couch, and it is <laughs> the size of our, how do I put this, apartment. And <laughs> um, <laughs> if only there was a way to know how big a couch was before you purchased it. But, um, Amen. But it's so fun, because you're in it, and you're like, my room is a couch. Yep. Um, but I can't, I now can't see Ladybird from my desk. And the only way I can see her is a reflection in a sliding glass door oh. where I can see that she is looking at my voice. So oh that's a little boy. bit ghostly. Anytime yeah. we talk about, have we seen a ghost? And I talk about my small fat chihuahua, um, that gives you a good sense of what the podcast is. Yeah. A, a reflection is a ghost. And if it's a reflection of a dog, you better believe it's a ghost. You, you'd better. Uh, and this summer, we've been reading campfire stories from listeners like you, and it's been so much fun. And it's another one of those days, everybody. It's another one of those days, the dog days of summer, as they say. It is the dog days of summer. No, no dog days of any other of any other season. That's kind of funny, ain't it? I've I've had many fall days that feel much more canine than than summer. I've definitely had an iguana spring day. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't know what you are. You dressed wrong. So you just are sort of like, like, you're just like, you're sweaty and cold. It's a bad combination. You're sitting on a dock and you're like, <laughs> am I fun? Do people like me? <laughs> Do people like me? <laughs> yeah. I just, again, another merch idea, just a ghost sitting on a dock asking itself, am I fun? Do people like me? <laughs> I would wager to guess that every single one of our regular listeners would purchase that shirt. Yeah, that one, that one feels, that one feels right. Also, since our last episode, Anna, we have gotten now several uh, messages from people who your improvised phrase creep on creeping on really no. has, has resonated. I hate that. I, I have no memory of saying that. That's you nailed it. It was, awful. you said it and it was like, it was, I felt like I was in the room with the guy who invented the smiley face, the like, yellow <laughs> smiley face. Someone has definitely said like, creep wow. on creeping on before. Thank you, though. I'm sure, but maybe not on a podcast. That has to not be true. No one has said that on our podcast before. No one has I said think... that on our podcast out of my mouth. That's definitely <laughs> yes, true. That's very true. Prove me uh, wrong. Anna, I've got I've got a scary story campfire submission from a listener here, and I was wondering if I could go first and read. You have to tell the people. So this is this is from Gabriella, um, and she sent multiple scary stories. I think we're only going to have time for one today, unfortunately, but hopefully we'll be able to get to them some other day. But how cool to have multiple scary stories! Love that. Great. So Gabriella says. Anna, Andrew, Ladybird, and all boyfriends of the pod. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's a husband nice. is a boyfriend the way that a square is a rectangle. That is true. First, I want to say thank you for being a constant source of comfort for almost a year. I was driving to therapy, not affiliated with BetterHelp, <laughs> <laughs> way back when, while listening to an episode of yours and almost crashed my car because I was uncontrollably laugh slash crying slash seizing at a sneeze story famously told by Andrew. I think... I think she's referencing um, <laughs> that I went to school with a friend whose sneeze was literally this whack. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Yeah. And it was not a joke. And that's truly how this person sneezed. I forgot. Whack. Yeah. Wee, yeah. Wee, wee. Perfect. <laughs> truly, truly bonkers. Glad uh, we didn't lose you. I'm so glad we didn't lose you, Gabriella. But um, I'm I'm happy that you survived. The, the butt was unnecessary there. What am I even talking about? My brain broke. <laughs> 
This scary level of laughing has happened many times while listening to your podcast and has caused my partner to question my sanity, which is already unstable at best. Just kidding. I'm fine, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> That's merch. That is merch. I'm Just fine, kidding. Sort of. I'm fine, sort of. <laughs> uh, I live in Portland where COVID is rampant and federal troops have decided to invade our city. Yeesh. Yeesh. Can I get a Stephen Gamble illustration of that? But listening to you guys has created some calm when I need to mentally escape the chaos. Well, I'm sure glad we can do that for you, Gabriella. And gosh, yeah, really sorry about the nightmare escape that your hometown has become. Hope you're safe and doing well. Um, I thought I'd send in a few experiences I've had that you could choose from to share if you wanted to. I will preface all of this by saying that I am a skeptic and do a lot of scientific slash psychological research. So I always put on my debunking cap when things like this happen, but there are some things that are just too weird to explain. I love that. I love that. Okay. Oh yeah. So Gabriella has sent three stories, all of which are great. Uh, but I've picked one for today because it comes with some images and I love multimedia. You need it. I used to co-own an artsy magazine and I was in charge of events. Oh, this is a chic story. Okay. We had been wanting to put on a fashion show for some time, but we were waiting for the perfect theme to pop into our heads. That's when I thought of it. Dante's Inferno. All the layers of hell represented by different designer and different hair and makeup looks with a female model playing Satan sitting on a badass throne the whole time. I attached some photos just for fun. Oh, okay. I can't wait. I can't wait to share them. Oh, God. Um, It was a huge undertaking. And while it was really fun to plan, I had to take a deep dive into the dark side of the internet for research purposes and inspiration. Oh, looking up like fan art of Dante's Inferno is a rabbit hole. And it, yeah, it can get real dark real fast. Oh, God. I didn't know. I've done it. I went to art school. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I love, this is a great idea for a fashion show. Big into that. Very hip. Uh, Backing up a little bit, I had just moved into a huge house. Ooh, a huge house. I had just moved into a huge house in my college town with three of my closest friends. And it was pointed out to us by our acquaintance that lived there before us that there were at least two gravestones in the backyard. Oh, pass. Oh, and she has attached a picture. I accidentally looked at it before. It's really scary. That's very, very much a gravestone. Um, yeah, there's one that looks like it's like a knocked over. It could be a marker. You know, when you're walking in the woods and you see like, that's a gravestone, but then it's like, that's, that's just some sort of marker. The one behind it is a hundred percent a gravestone. Yes. Um, uh, but she says the etching was either rubbed off or was on the underside where we couldn't reach it because the gravestone is on its side. The day we moved in, we all brought flowers over to it and simply stated that we weren't trying to take over the home or the land and that we meant no harm. Wow. So kind. I like that. This is a good indication of what you're like to living people. Yeah. That's so that's considerate. Really, that is really nice. Also, that feels like kind of a... That feels kind of like a big picture thing that if everybody did, there'd be a lot less upsetting hauntings, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just just simple exercises that can be taken. Um, we never found the second gravestone. Around the time I was looking into all things dark and creepy for the fashion show, weird stuff started happening in the house. It was, it was all primarily targeted at our one roommate, Demi, whose bedroom <gasps> was at the back of the house closest to the gravestone. Demi? <gasps> Demi? 
One instance involved her dog's squeaky toy being thrown across <gasps> the room with such force that it broke a mirror while she and her oh. dog were sitting on her bed with no other pets or people around. <gasps> what? Weird. That feels, there has to be like a Yiddish word for this detail from a ghost story is strange enough that I buy it. Yeah. I buy that, the whole story. That's such a specific thing. Uh, another incident became a huge ordeal when she got locked in the bathroom. The house was really old and had doorknobs with skeleton keyholes. But since those locks weren't in use, we had a tiny metal latch at the top of our bathroom door that we could easily unhook. She was banging on the door from the inside, telling us to let her out. <gasps> and we sat in front of the door for 45 minutes, trying to get her out before giving up and calling our landlord. The conversation went as follows. Me. Hey, is there any way you can come over ASAP? Demi is locked in the bathroom and we can't get the doorknob or the door itself off. Landlord. What do you mean she's locked in the bathroom? It's a latch hook. Me. The latch hook is undone, but the doorknob isn't turning and it got locked somehow. Landlord. Well, the only way to lock <gasps> that is with the skeleton key and I'm the only one who what has it. What the hell? In the meantime, we get a ladder and she wiggles out of the tiny window in the bathroom. That's my worst nightmare. Whenever I see one of those tiny windows in a bathroom, I'm like, I'm not getting out of that. This is a humiliating experience for anyone with a butt is to have to like <laughs> shimmy through a bathroom window and then onto a goddamn ladder that prob that someone else set up. This is right. This is not good. And then you will know, you will know inarguably that your butt is bigger than a window, you know? And it's just like, I just don't want to know that detail. I don't want to be stuck and stuck. Yeah. Oh, but this is very scary. I, I will say I have had a somewhat similar situation and yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. 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 Um, so the roommate got out, still couldn't figure out how the door was locked. The day after the fashion show, we were sitting on the couch, watching some horror movie and decompressing after the exhausting weekend. When we heard glass hit the floor, we thought my cat had knocked over a beer bottle or something since we'd had an after party at our place the night before. But when we walked over, the cat was sleeping on the dining room table, nowhere near where the sound came from. And we were trying to figure out what fell since we didn't see anything out of place. On the ground was a tiny piece of clear glass, and upon further ins investigation, we realized it came from a flower vase we had high up. We looked at the vase, and there was a fairly straight, horizontal line where the vase had broken clean into two pieces, no. other than the tiny piece on the floor. Like, you could lift up the top portion of it, uh, you could lift the top portion up entirely, and the bottom was still there, standing. We don't know if there's some explanation about pressure in the air or whatever, but nothing like that had happened to me before or since, and all the other glass pieces around it were intact. In summation, I don't know if I invited something into the house with all the fucked up stuff I was watching and reading, if it had something to do with the gravestones, or if it was some combination of the two, but I was thrilled to move out of there when the time came. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. 
okay, I think that this surpassed these unspecified word count long ago. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> you were able to get something from it, even if it was just a couple scares. Plenty of scares. Thank you, Gabriella. I love the podcast and have been getting so much joy out of the episodes during the bleak and uncertain time. Best, Gabriella. Oh, wow. This Gabriella, is great. thank you for allowing us to live through a hip person's life for just a moment. No. And these these fashion show pictures are amazing. If I, oh, oh, my God. Very cool. This it um, looks like it's a massive space. It looks like yes. concrete floors. How do I describe it? There's models and they're dressed like Dante's Inferno and they're they're walking the catwalk. There's the audience contortion. is looking. There's contortion. There's a backbend. There's a leotard. There's, you know, there's sheer, there's a sheer gown. There's, there's black tears. Listen, when a model can pull off spooky, I love it. I think that's, I think that's a great double threat to have. I think so too. Cause it's already kind of spooky, but then if you can do straight, straight scary. So this, okay. I have two thoughts about this. Okay. okay. One, the graveyard, the gravestones in the backyard, make it, make this far more feasible as a ghost story. Yes. Um, I very much, I very much buy these things. I was visiting when, like before I went to college, my aunt used to live in the Bronx. I went to go visit and she had, it was a very funny apartment in that it had like a bathroom and then it kind of had like a boudoir, like a little tiny, like changing room attached to the bathroom. Very nice. And she would say that like, don't close the like just if, if you don't use that room to change in, because if you close that door, it just won't open again. And oh. there was like nothing wrong with the lock mechanism. But what we realized was it would only ever happen during certain times in the summer. And that it was the humidity was making, and I don't know the science behind this. The humidity was either making the paint on the door stick to the door frame or causing the actual door to like expand or yes. the wood to warp. It makes, yeah. Um, and the thing is you just wouldn't be able to get out of it until things dried off. And one time oh. I did just get stuck in there for a long period of time. Andrew. <laughs> and we kind of just had to like open the bathroom window and wait for things to air out. And oh. cause I guess the, the steam contributes to that. Um, causing the door to swell or the condensation to build up. And it was like also kind of before cell phone time. So it was very bizarre to just sit in a room with zero stimuli and wait for the door to open itself to you. And I was like, Oh, if I, if there was, if I didn't have like any scientific knowledge, which I kind of don't, but I would be like, okay, yeah, there's, there's an evil spirit that is keeping me in here. And now that means evil spirits don't want you to shower during the summer. You know what I mean? That's fair. And then that would be a law. Yes, that would be a law. Which, but I think this story, the whole thing about the skeleton key adds a whole other layer that is very scary. Oh, yes. I don't like that at all. I know. I was feeling very smug about like, it's the door absolutely swelling. I know about <laughs> humidity. I'm a scientist. And then the skeleton key of it all was was hard for me. Very. Um, were you a boy or were you a teen? I was a hot teen. Cool. Um <laughs> Was so freaking hot. This is yeah. This is where I do some rewriting. Yeah, I was uh, I was visiting. We we used to go visit New York, and we'd stay 
at Anne Anne's place up in uh, Van Cortland Park. It was really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, being stuck in a bathroom, especially as a child, I'll go on record by saying that is the same thing as a ghost. Yes. Oh, that's my. a ghost. I got I got uh, accidentally locked into uh, a room at the Warren's house playing hide and seek. And I was so I was probably 10 and I was so mortified that I couldn't talk to anybody for like two days. I oh, like no. they got me out and I was like, I'm sorry. I just I got to not talk to anybody. <laughs> like I, I was embarrassed go. to have been locked in a place. It's humiliating. Yeah. Um, my brother was locked. The only thing I know about the Poconos is like one of the earliest memories that I have was being told about before I was born. My brother got locked in a bathroom at the Poconos and it was one of those that has like a little latch where you you roll up and then over and then down. Yes. That little straight latch. And he was like, I can't, I can't do, I'm two years old. This is not going to happen. And <laughs> my, apparently my grandfather, one of the last things he did on this earth was coach my brother oh. for a very long time uh, oh. to open the door. That's <laughs> a good grandpa. Richard wow. was just sitting on the floor crying, saying, I'm not participating in this process anymore. I'm done. <laughs> this is your problem. I'm in the bathroom forever. <laughs> And that that ancestral fear has passed on to me through the womb. Yeah. And now I, anytime someone says anything about the Poconos, I think I'm not going there. That's where you get stuck in bathrooms. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Getting, getting locked in anywhere supernaturally or not is terrifying. I will also say this thing about, about shattering glasses in weird ways. Ugh. Like what is it? Why there is something there is something so scary about it. Definitely. Also like it just, especially when there's dogs involved. Cause then like they look at you yeah. like what happened and you're like, I don't fucking know. Right. I don't right. know anything. And, and it's like, we kind of put an expectation on our pets to like see beyond the veil into the other world. But it's also like, don't put that pressure on your pet because like your pet doesn't understand how like elevators work. So like, I, I, I don't know. Oh, I just yeah. don't I just don't like putting that weight on an animal being like, what did you see? And the dog being like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> um, uh, but Gabriella, thank you so much. This was such a great story. And we'd love to revisit these other ones you sent us, too, because they're also really great. Yeah. Um, even after the storytelling summers or campfire story series is done, we're going to do more of these um, on our urban legisodes. Oh, yeah. Be not afraid. We've got plenty coming your way. Okay. And we'll take a little commercial break. Okay. And did everyone have a good commercial? Did everyone like it? Was it us or was it someone else? We don't know, but you do. It might have also just been like a... And then a whoosh sound. And then so like that, that same thing again. And then us. Yeah. Which is also fun. I kind of like that because it makes me feel like we were traveling a great distance in between that little bit. Yes. Very much game of Thrones. Yes. Okay, great. So, um, this email, if I can be bold, um, <laughs> comes to us from a listener named Liz Freeman. And the subject line is my parents told me our house was haunted at an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, frankly, that's enough. I I was gonna I was gonna be a little coy and not tell you what the story was about, but I think it's important that you experience it that. the same way I did. Yeah. Hello, Anna and Andrew. 
I'm a new listener and absolutely love the podcast. It's a perfect mix of funny and spooky and makes puttering around my apartment while social distancing a delight. I love a good ghost story and I'm very excited to share mine with y'all. When I was 11, we moved to a town in called Victoria in Southeast Texas. My family rented a small cottage in the historical part of town from a family with deep roots in Victoria and lots of oil money. <laughs> oh, wow. This this sounds like it's being told to us by a tertiary character in like an old movie. Oh, yeah. I, like a sort of a man from back in the day, but he's wearing eyeliner and like maybe just a, a like a maybe just a vest and no shirt. Like he's of the time, yeah. but he's like, I'm a little punk. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a Rudolph Valentino vibe. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I have been watching Umbrella Academy. You called it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so family with deep roots in Victoria and lots of oil money. That feels like a like a, <laughs> a euphemistic way of saying that someone's gay. Uh, let's uh, just say yeah, they have deep, deep roots, roots in Victoria. Victoria lots a lot of, of oil money. Yeah. I'm not he saying. Owned, yeah. He owns a turquoise store and he calls it turquoise. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's call them the Howells to protect identities and whatnot. Mm. They lived a couple streets over in a mansion that looked like the Palace of Versailles. Mrs. Howell had remodeled the cottage with a similar Rococo aesthetic. <laughs> so this, this is time, blowing my mind because aren't the Howells the name of the millionaire and his wife in Gilligan's Island? Oh, are they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like Mr. Howell and like Pookie Howell. I, she has some insane name. Pookie, Pookie maybe. I like Pookie. I'm not going to check. I'm just going to assume that that's what it is. <laughs> um, so this tiny modest cottage was outfitted with powder blue brocade curtains in the living room, <gasps> hand-painted rosebud tiles in the main bathroom, and another bathroom with gilded butterfly wallpaper <gasps> and amethyst faucet handles. What? A bizarre combo with our 90s era Lazy Boy sectional and oak furniture. <laughs> oh I mean. God. To me, lazy boys and oak furniture are the height of fancy. So this is it all all works for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. The second floor was a converted attic with two bedrooms and a bathroom, which is where my younger brother and I stayed. The ceilings were only six feet high and the entire rooms were covered, ceiling included, in this very busy blue and yellow floral patterned wallpaper. As if this setup wasn't creepy enough, if you stared at the wallpaper long enough, it had a 3D effect like those 90s magic eye posters. Oh, Ugh. God. Ugh. Those, the, the, uh, the smugness that I had that I could see the magic eye. Oh, yeah. This is reminding me of maybe you'll remember um, from those scary stories still yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Wallpaper descriptions very. Yeah. Description. Over. Also, like putting your family into a house that is this. Like this is it, wild. This is just ghost baiting. Yeah, like you are. <laughs> this, is, this is ghost baiting. Yeah. Um, I always sensed a weird presence in my room, and I would sometimes wake up to a shadowy figure standing at the foot of my bed. <gasps> but of course, oh like any rational child, I hid under the covers and pretended it wasn't happening. After living there a little more than a year, my dad got a job in San Antonio. On moving day, I was packing up my room with my back to the door and heard what I thought was my mom climb the stairs and walk into my room. But as I turned to talk to her, I saw the bottom half of a blue translucent woman wearing old timey lace up boots and a long skirt run out of the room. I can't do this. (laughs) Ma'am. Ma'am. The email says ma'am. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, good, good. Well, that's perfect. That's right where the ma'am should go. It says, ma'am, kidding. I was terrified. You don't have to kid. That is ma'am. Extremely that's a ma'am. ma'am. God, blue, specifically blue. Wow. Lace up boots. I don't like seeing, when, when I see a ghost is scared, or like a ghost running away. I don't know why that is also scary. <laughs> that is scary. We that's true. Put it in the book. Yeah. Okay. Um I went to the window to see my mother loading the moving truck with my dad and brother. I was the only person in the house. Oh. <gasps> that afternoon we made our way from Victoria to San Antonio and stopped at an Applebee's along the way for dinner. This this is like best case scenario road dinner when you're a kid. Like I'm yeah, this is this is peak of sophistication. It's almost required to go to a place that no person in the family will enjoy for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um but the fact that you went to an Applebee's is very promising. That's very cool. Yeah, oh that's a great sign. Yes. Um while I had kept quiet about my ghostly encounters, I decided to share the creepy experience I had earlier that day. My mom looked at my dad and said, "Do you want to tell them?" <laughs> oh boy this could have gone a lot of different ways and i'm you know saying the house is haunted is not the worst way it could have gone definitely not um you really can't go back from that so my very serious banker father went on to say that yes the house was haunted and the rental contract actually stipulated there was a ghost in the house wow that's really nice i thought it was only if you were buying the house that they had to tell you there was a ghost but i guess rentals yeah, I guess it's like it's ghosts and they have to, if someone's been murdered, they have to tell That's you. That's right? true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. If a ghost was murdered, they don't have to tell you. Like if right. the ghost got murdered then after they were ghosts. And if the ghost murdered somebody who was already dead, weirdly, they do have to report that. Yes. Yeah. But if the ghost is a bad friend, they don't have to tell you. <laughs> exactly. Which is crazy because then you can just make friends with the ghost and not know like, oh, there's something you should know. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yes. Um, uh, and while my parents didn't have any encounters, there was a weird experience before we moved in. My dad moved a couple weeks before the rest of the family so we could finish out the school semester. This is such a thing. It is interesting. Dad moving first. Very chic. Yeah. The air conditioner was broken. So he had a repairman come to his office, a five minute drive from the house and pick up the key. 10 minutes later, the repairman flew into his office white as a sheet and threw the key at my dad's administrative assistant and yelled, I am never going back to that house. Oh, apparently as he climbed the stairs to check the upstairs vents, all the doors in the house slammed shut and something grabbed his leg and dragged him down the stairs. I can't. I Oh, boy. The repairman bolted from my dad's office and the company refused to come to the house again. This information. No, go ahead. uh, No, please. This information would have been helpful to know before moving in, but it is probably a parenting best practice not to freak out your small children by telling them they're moving into a haunted house. Oh. As a funny aside, my mom was once at a party and met Mrs. Howell's daughter, who actually lived in the house with her family before us. She asked, so, have you met the ghosts yet? Oh. Uh, My mom laughed and said she hadn't had the pleasure, but a crazy repairman claimed to have had an encounter. The daughter's face turned serious, and she looked deeply into my mom's eyes and replied, 
only the most prestigious houses in Victoria have ghosts and sauntered off. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, we she's a ghost, right? That woman was a ghost. That woman, she's definitely gay. <laughs> but a ghost? Yes, also that. Oh my god. Also Sorry. Mrs. Howell's daughter is like another alternate translation of the French portrait of a lady on fire. <laughs> Mrs. Howell's daughter, only the most, also the, like the most prestigious houses in Victoria have a ghost. Also, Victoria, Texas just sounds so fake. I know. Amazing. Well, I, my, there was some like dissonance in my head because there was a second where I was like, is this in Australia? Like, I thought like, so too. But, but Texas, I guess, I guess like a Versailles being built in Texas makes sense of just like crazy oil money. You know? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, your dollar goes a lot farther. Yeah. Oh, um, by far, yeah. Not to be, not to be, me. you know, it's just true. Right. No, it if, is. It is. If, that's, that's just the truth. Look, I've been watching the Architectural Digest tours, and Aaron Paul's weird uh, Idaho house is much bigger than Liv Tyler's West Village penthouse, you know? Yeah, as a city person, if you ever want to feel like you're the dumbest human being alive, go to any other nice town in America and look up what an apartment costs, and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm I'm the dictionary definition of a rube." <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been tricked with stories about magic beans. Right. Um, right. When the selling point of an apartment is there are two windows that face two different directions, and I'm like, "Oh, like that's a problem." Oh yeah, the, our apartment had a crawl space that they didn't even tell us about. I was like, "These idiots! <laughs> like, <laughs> I can go in the crawl space. It's got um, <laughs> it's got rocks on the floor, and you can put a chair on the rocks." Uh, um. Anyway, okay, I'll finish. Uh, oh, she said, house. attaching is, a photo of like... the house, which I found from memory on Google Maps by tracking back from a nearby Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh. Um. Sorry, what did you say? I'm just saying you sent the picture of this house. This looks, this is like central casting haunted house. Yeah. It like it, it's presenting as a very, very large house because of the style of it. Yes. It's got like a, like porch, like white porch, a white picket porch. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you call that. Um, And it's got spooky windows that are all crowded really close to each other. And, um, the sort of overhang over the porch then has on top uh, of it, like a uh, mini fence as if this is also a porch, which I don't think it is porch on porch. It's, it's trying to, it's like a dollhouse for people. This house is putting on airs. It I, I, is. I'll say that this house is putting on airs. This house is me when I put on glitter eyeliner, but I don't feel like putting on foundation. It's like, <laughs> you can't skip to the fanciest thing without earning it. You know? It's also the, the like, I mean, I'm not going to say topiary. I'm going to say the landscaping of this yard is super confused. Like, it's very sparse. It's very sparse, but there is like a, a sort of post-modern um, layout of like the walkway and the way there's like a kind of border shrub. It, this is very interesting. It's definitely haunted. This is a good place for a ghost to live. Yeah. And it, it looks like, I, I think what it looks like is this is a house in a movie where a family moves to town. They're trying to start over. They see this beautiful house and they're like, why can we afford this house? It's so reasonable. 
Like, yes, that's very much. the vibe it gives off for sure. And yeah, at and some point, the big tree comes to life in it. I know that. That's fine. Yeah, it's a nice tree. And then there's like a um, a fence halfway back on the house that indicates a nice backyard. That's true. It is. That is. That's a rich person backyard fence, by the way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. This is a sexual a sexual cottage. Um, <laughs> that I. That is my. That's how I identify. I think primarily is a, yeah. a sexual cottage. Oh yes. Um. And then Liz just closes out by saying, "Happy hundredth episode and cheers to many more spookies, Liz Freeman." And then she attached this little, um, image of two different puzzle pieces and the first puzzle piece says he was a skater boy and the second one says she said uh, see you later boy <laughs> oh i love that uh famously really once in college cute. um yeah anna anna's brain may have melted out of her nose during an improv warm-up exercise um look it up it was a fun time look it up <laughs> look it up <laughs> Get a dictionary. Um, let me see if I can text it to you. It's so sweet. Thank oh, you this for this. Liz. This is how I feel. This is, we are Liz, two little puzzle so pieces. Much. Oh, this is good. I love the font too. Liz, excellent, excellent story. Yeah. I love, I love a new house scary story. I love, I love getting um, spooky news at a neighborhood restaurant chain. Um. Yeah. Oh, these same. Are, this is hitting all the tickers for me. All the tickers. I don't know that that's a term. I don't know. I sure said it. Could, it. it could be. You definitely did. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> um, Anna, what's something spooky that happened to you this week? Oh, um. So, hopefully, this sharing this information won't get me doxed, murdered, or killed. But, um, Jason and I, uh, in order to get to our apartment in Los Angeles. You have to drive onto a winding part of a street and the street sign mm. on the wind says it will end in tears. Yeah. Terrifying and sign. It's really good for when you're like making a decision to move in with a person you're dating. <laughs> and then as you're driving to view the apartment, you see literally pass an actual official street sign that says it will end in tears. I just hate how official it looks like that's the exact problem with it. It's sick and it's bad. And if anyone knows the people who live in that, uh, but next to it, it looks like a real street sign. And next to it, there's one that says can't stop the dance. Yes. And then you're so, like, wait a minute. And you're like, go to hell. It like, it's very much in the vein of like the um, ceiling poetry in the 42nd street subway station transfer between the ACE and the rest of the train lines. Um, where it's like, what's the point? tired again um but like <laughs> every time i pass it i feel sick and bad and like i'm ignoring bad signs and it's just probably that the person who lives in the house is an artsy asshole who doesn't care that um when people see it they feel bad mm. and <laughs> i will say that i saw now that someone you know like when you can see that duct tape has been ripped off of a sign yes um i saw that someone had taped over it and made it so it said it will end in tea yes like the beverage oh. which is very nice that is nice um keep that keep it um we might put it back up before we leave because we hate it so much but um <laughs> the the guys who are delivering the couch called me and were like hey um we're not coming and i was like what's going on and they were like we're turning onto the street and I was like, Oh, I know it's really tight, but like there, if you can, 
like it, it, there are, it's like zoned for large trucks to come through. And he was like, no, there's a sign that says it will end in tears and we're not going to go. Yeah. That I, I had that thought driving up to it where I was like, this is a sign you'd see in a super rural neighborhood in gun territory. Yes. Where it's someone who's like, if you come on it, this is going to end in tears. You know, I know it, it's like those, um, uh, bumper stickers that say something like, uh, I'm going to reload or something like if I, I don't call nine one one, that sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. Very much that very much that. Um, yeah. and I had to explain to him, like, I was like, Oh, it's a, it's art. Um, it's bad art and we hate those people. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, we, it looked like a sign that the city put up. Yeah. Like it was just a much more artistic version of do not enter. Right. <laughs> like, right. Uh, we got the couch. Everything's fine. And those guys are, are champs. If, if they're listening, which I, I think they're out being cool, but, um, <laughs> but I think anyone who can lift a couch doesn't listen to podcasts. That's just yes, my absolute guess. Fair. But, um, yeah, that, that was the sign literally warded off someone who was, they were like, we're, we're not going to pass. I, I, this is reminding me that, um, in a couple towns over from our, our town in New Hampshire, there was a, a pretty rural sign that was put up by the city, uh, near a house and, and the sign said the sign looked terrifying in a weird way. Like it looked like it was like, go back. But the sign said a deaf boy lives here and that oh. had been put up by the city. But then I guess the family put up a sign near it and it said, and he rocks, which I really <gasps> liked. Oh my God. Which was fun. Sweet. But, but yeah, like it doesn't, it honestly, the sign made it look like a boy lives here and he's made of dynamite. Like that, that was oh. the messaging the sign was giving. So this it was boy really fun will to see cause that. the apocalypse. <laughs> Antichrist here. Um, <laughs> that's a good spooky thing. Anna. it is. What a about you, Andrew? Oh, uh, Okay. So I've recently discovered, and this is going to make it sound like this is an ad for this thing, and it's not. It's um, on the on the new Peacock app mm-hmm. um, they, for free, which I guess you can download for at least I have. Um, for free on there are like almost all of the old Universal monster movies. <gasps> That's right, and all of the like. So there are some that are missing. Suspiciously, the Wolfman is missing, and. Creature from the Black Lagoon, neither on there. I think because they're probably popular properties. Anyway, um, there are all these kind of unsung ones. There are like, there's like the mummy's hand, the mummy's tomb, the mummy's ghost. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of mummies. And then, and then to me, the favorites are um, Dracula's daughter. Good. Which is, I have to say, it, uh, there is a lot of like, fair criticism about it, which is that it kind of portrays lesbianism as um, like a predatory weakness. <laughs> sure. But, but it also completely like reinvents what a vamp is. So in the movie, Dracula's daughter is this woman, Madam or Countess Zaleska. Oh, and this and is 1936. So this yeah, is very, it's, it's early, real early. And a lot of the movies pretty bad. Universal's like clearly sort of dumped a lot of their B players in it. Um, Hedda Hopper, who later oh. became a kind of despicable gossip columnist, um, plays a role in it. But uh, but Countess Aleska is so good. What's the and and do you have the info in front of you? What's the actress's name? I'm looking it up. Um, uh, Gloria Holden. Yes, Gloria Holden. 
So she's so good. And she like flips the, the idea of a vamp on its head where it's like, it's her. She is this like imposing figure who um, is an artist and how she, how she like uh, uh, sucks people's blood is that she's like, I'd love for you to model for me. <laughs> like, oh. like she sends her manservant out into London and then like brings people back to model. And then she sucks their blood and turns them into vampires. Good. Um, but she's so good. She's so captivating. It's such a wild, like reinvention of like the vampire trope. And yeah, I just so highly recommend it. She's great in it. It's such a fun role. Um, and I think she like pretty much single-handedly inspired Anne Rice uh, with some of her like vampire heroines who are not submissive, you know? Yeah. Like this is a woman who's going for what she wants and it's just really great. This is great. Um, I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia page and it says she often portrayed cold society women. Yes. Yep. That pans out. She also, she has this great, I think like a lot of her, her like way of seducing people, it should be like, do you like jewelry? (laughs) Oh my God. Before she hypnotizes them with her ring. It's so good. I gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend. Jason, we had a little bit of a spooky moment where Jason asked me, did you download Peacock? And I said, do I seem like someone who downloads apps onto the PlayStation, which is our television? That is absolutely... (laughs) absolutely your lane and he said well i didn't download it and the way we both had a and it was oh. just that the nbc app changed so, oh i see i see that makes so sense. don't get scared yet um well anna this was a really fun one this was so great thank you so much to liz freeman and gabriella Let's see. Gabriella, thank you both so much. Wonderful stories. Um, if you've got scary stories that you've already sent us, we're getting to them. Yes. And if you would like to send in your stories, you can send them to scarystorypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's singular, scarystorypod at gmail.com or our socials, but email's probably better. Yeah, um, it just it's because it doesn't disappear and we like it. It doesn't disappear. And you know what, Andrew and I, we're not Gen Z. Mm-mm. We're not. We're, we're trying. We're on the wait list, but... Right. We are, we, of the millennials, Anna and I are like the two dowager countesses on the outskirts being like, that's Yes. It. Very you know? good. That's true. Uh, so yeah, be, be patient with us. But yeah, we, there's so many amazing stories. We do read them all. We've loved them all. Um, but yeah, sometimes it takes a little while for us to get to them all. Sometimes. sometimes. Um, well, thank you all. Keep, um, liking subscribing tell a friend rate and review five stars please uh, um donate to downtown women's center mm-hmm. um you can find that info at forever dog um uh, that's our that's our uh charity for this time and that is our charity for this time and that is our charity for this time <laughs> um i suck no i think no. it's good andrew uh, thank you Um, and everyone please keep taking care of yourselves and each other as Jerry Springer says I didn't even mean to say that Um, and uh, we're going to have a new episode on Wednesday so look forward to that but until then get get out forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by Brett Boehm Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey for more original podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.